1: You always follow yeah, the money.
0: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on v
3: Welcome back. First Bet wants you to get ready for Horse Racing's Triple Crown with a great offer for new customers. Sign up now with promo code VEGAS22 and bet at least $25 on the Derby. You'll receive 25 in free bets for both the Preakness and Belmont Stakes. You must sign up with First Bet by May 7th using code VEGAS22 to qualify. Support the show. Support the sponsors. There are good people over there. Uh, We've met him many times. Register today with code Vegas22, VEASAN.com slash horses. Okay,
4: it appears as if some of these uh, international games in the NFL are also leaking out. Not all five of them yet. We'll give you those games coming up in about 15 minutes uh, right here on Follow the Money. Uh, Indy Jeff Seeley joins the program now. The Wells Fargo Championship is taking place this week on the PGA Tour. We'll try to find a winner. Hey, pal, how are you?
5: Wonderful, guys. Uh, We've got a a little bit unique setup this week. we got a a traditional tournament played at a different course.
4: Yeah, so I, I noticed that when I when I looked at like the the history of this tournament and the course, what uh, history as well. So here's one, one example: um, Sung King, It was a golfer I was talking about before the break. Has a terrific history, like as on this course. Then between like 125 and 135 to one. Anything does that translate to this week or no?
5: No, listen. I, I certainly think that that's that's a worthy bet. you know, you throw 20 bucks on that. I mean, he has a third and fifth in his in his two trips to the Quicken Loans. Now, obviously, he hasn't played here in four years, but four years ago he took third, and in 2017 he took fifth. So he obviously has good course history. My only concern with with Sun Kang is coming in. He's missed four of his last five cuts, mm. and he took he took 51st in a weak field in Mexico. That said, he's 100 to one for a reason, right? Or why did you find him at 125 even? So, you know, I don't mind that for a, a piece of money bet because, you know, and I love to say hey, what we miss we, you talk about it all the time or a top 20 bet, even a better play. There you go. I, you know, a top 10 or a top 20 bet. I think that's definitely worth a look with Sun Kang.
4: OK, so explain why, in your opinion, and I would totally agree with this, like betting golf throughout the entire year to me is turning into one of my my favorite sports to bet. And I do it almost every single week. And I have a blast with it, but explain why you think betting tournaments like the one we have this week is actually better than betting a major.
5: So guys, I'll use the, I'll use the PGA championship as an example, right? So in the upcoming PGA championship, Southern Hills in Oklahoma, there are eight guys under 20 to one and seven guys between 20 to 20 and 25 to one. So you've got 15 guys under 25 to one this week. We have one guy under 20-to-1 and three guys under 25-to-1. I mean, you talk about a value disparity there. Mm-hmm. But in, well, and, I, and everybody loves betting majors. I love betting majors. It, it's fun to do. But there is way more value on a week-to-week basis betting non-majors. And, and two big examples that I can think of that we, we see all the time. One, we've talked about ad nauseum is how many times have we seen Kev get 30, 40, 50 to 1 in, in tournaments like this throughout the year, yet he'll be 20 to 1 in a major, 25 to 1 at worst in a major. Mm-hmm. Another example, this, this week. This week we have an event that favors driving accuracy and long iron play. Yes, his form is not good, but Webb Simpson is 50 to 1. He was, but he's currently 33 to one to win the PGA Championship. <laughs> I mean, the, the fields don't even compare. So like, no, he's not in good form, but how is he 33 to one in a few weeks and 50 to one in this field where you got one guy who's under 20 to one. It's just the, it, it, it's absolutely mind boggling. And, we, and we've talked about it compared to March madness, right? Like there is so much value betting golf. We're going to talk about, you know, three or four guys here in a second. They are absolutely live to win, and any of these guys have a way better chance of winning at much higher odds than you would get a two-seed or three-seed, even, in the NCAA tournament. Yep, well
4: said. So, having said that about Webb Simpson, is he part of your core plays this week, and then run down the guys that you have that you're building around uh, for this event?
5: Sure, he's he's not. And, okay. uh, but uh, Here's the guys I, I am playing, and I want to give credit where credit's due. Some of these nicknames, these nicknames are Pat Mayo. He came up with some of these are hilarious, and, and they're my favorites. So I got to share some of these. But uh, first, I played Corey Connors, 20 to 1 at MGM. He's the clear, easy button pick this week. His only appearance this course in 2018, he gained four strokes, two to two to green, but lost strokes on and around the green. Connors is dramatically better than he was in 2018. Going back to last March, Corey Connors has finished inside the top 25 in 66% of his tournaments and has finished inside the top 11 in 31% of his tournament. If you built a model that equally weighs just two stats, gaining fairways and irons from 175 yards, which is the most common iron distance this week, Corey Connors would not just be high in the field, he would be the number three player on tour in, in a model builder on those two stats. Corey Connors, 20-1, to 1, probably should be the favorite in all honesty. My, the, the, the next guy i played is the Mexican Allen Iverson. What was Allen Iverson's nickname in the NBA? Oh, the
4: answer. The answer. There we go.
5: The, the answer. So you can take all the good things I said about Corey Connors and statistically repeat them here. For A lot of it's for answer. Answer is extremely accurate driver. Um, his form isn't as good as Connors, but his price is almost double Connors. You can find him at 35-1 to 1 on draft games. Answer hits fairways and strong from 175 yards plus. And he's tied from Connors and that model I mentioned, not just this week, but number three on tour and a model built around those two features. And then third of my core play is Cameron Young. He continues to fly under the radar of the casual fan, but he hasn't flown under the radar of Ozmakers. He's priced in the range of Gary Woodland, Tyrrell Hatton, Mark Leishman, Max Homa, and Paul Casey. Like The name Cameron Young stands out like a sore thumb there. Since October, he's played 13 events and finished inside the top 30 in in 20 again in, in, in 25. Sorry, in 25 events. So, sorry, excuse me. 20, played 25 events, top 13, um, top 30, and 13 of those. So, he has he has two seconds and a third. His, his most recent was the RBC Heritage. Um, he gained a ton off the tee. And while he doesn't fit the prototypical model we're looking for here, uh, he's just playing too well to ignore. His form is really good. Forty one to one, you can find them. I like Cameron Young as another core play.
4: Okay. So there you go with the core guys. Connors, answer, Cameron Young. And you're also talking about like building stuff up for DraftKings and I, I believe for that as well. Give us a couple of bombers that you like this week.
5: So my, my favorite bomb this week is is Doug Gim or the Gim Reaper, another amazing nickname. I love that nickname. Um, when when you use the simple handicap that I spoke of earlier in the beginning. Doug Gim is arguably the best player in this field. If you just look at gaining fairways and and approach from 175 yards, you look at his long-term form in the last hundred rounds in this field, he's 14th in fairways gained first in proximity from 175 yards, 30th from 200 yards plus and his last 12 fourth in fairways gains fourth in proximity from 175. And, and again, if you take those two factors and just weigh those 50 50 he's, Second on tour, ahead of Corey Connors, ahead of Abe Anser. And you can find Doug Gim for 70 to one this week. The problem with Doug Gim, he can't putt. If he can roll some putts in and, and putt it all, even match the field, I can see him making a run on Sunday. And I got one other guy I'm looking at, uh, Brandon Wu. Who, he was a Northern California guy, star at Stanford, um, just now coming really coming into form. Um, you can find Brandon Wu at 100 to one. And he's another guy I think is worth a bomb, especially in your DraftKings lineups this week.
4: All right, pal. Uh, tell everybody about the Cutmaker podcast.
5: Yeah, guys, we just did the uh, – uh, this morning posted the latest episode of the Cutmaker podcast. We talk about a lot of DFS, building your your DraftKings lineups. We talk about some bets and some matchups there. Um, and then we've got our, our Telegram channel we launched here a few months ago. So check check out the Cutmaker pod on Twitter. You can find our Telegram link in our, our uh, bio there. And we look forward to seeing you guys.
4: Excellent, pal. Thanks for the time. Good luck this week.
5: Thanks, everybody.
3: Yep. Go. Two weeks away, another major. Getty up. Let's do it.
4: Okay, I have two bets so far in the PGA Taylor Gooch, 130 to one here at Circa. Okay. I took another long bomber on um, Van Ruyen at like 210 to one. Only guys I bet so far. But it's a good point, right? Like 15 guys, 25 or below for a major. This week, there's three, four.
3: Hardcore NHL playoffs. NBA playoffs and another golf major. What a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That'll be. My God. I love the, whenever
4: they decided this, was it two or three years ago? So we can't we can't do the PGA anymore in August. We're going against uh, yeah. the NFL. Oh, it doesn't make that. any sense. Oh, and,
3: I agree with the move. Yeah.
4: And there was a gap from early April yeah. all the way to like the end of June, right? From the Masters to the U.S. Open. They're like, let's plug in the PGA Championship instead. And it makes so much more sense. Phil's the defending champ. <laughs> How his life has changed
3: in the last <laughs> year. Yeah. Wow. Damage his brand big time. Absolutely. Wait till the Billy Walters book comes out, too. Oh, right, yeah. When he goes to work on him. Oh, that will be awesome. Billy Walters will take a sledgehammer to him. Give me a
4: reason why Billy Walters would not. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, he can be as open as he as he
3: possibly wants to be in a book. He should, he should get into the gambling, what they did, but how much yeah. he was down. I can't wait to hear Phil respond to that. You
4: know what he's going to say. Actually, I can wait, because it's going to be no comment. I have no comment in any of this stuff. Because it's going to be scorched earth. Uh, Billy Walters will bring it. You would think any win Phil's going to be, well, you think he's going to call him a liar?
3: Well, I, I hate how he handled what his, remember he made those uh, controversial comments, and he, well, taken out of context, and or, or, or they supposed to be off the record, he said. Now, of uh, course. Well, come on. He'll make up something, yeah, for sure. sure. Right. <laughs>
4: What did he win with the Ravens that year here at the Bellagio? Was it like five hundred and sixty
3: thousand to win the Super Bowl? Didn't tip. From what we understand, yeah. At a big party for him. Yep. Cough up a buck, you cheap bastard. How do you do that? You have a, a, a big celebration for the guy. Big party in his honor. He can it's opposite of Dana White. Dana White, you bring him a water, hundred dollars. Every, Every time. time. No Every time. Every time. Hey, Mr. White water? Hundred. Yep. Hundred. Hundred.
4: Well, we've been out with uh, Alan Boston before, professional sports better. He's over the top, though. He'll tip 100 bucks. The bread bucks. guy. The bread guy gets $100. You can't give the bread guy $100. Everybody. Bing, bing, Everybody gets some. He's like Oprah. What a joy. You want 100 How about you? You want That's some? Right. Here's $100. It yeah. throws it everybody in the whole the, place. Now, the
3: wine guy, the other people, right. I've never seen the bread guy get the $100 tip. Yeah. Boston. Boston. Okay. Boston.
4: Up next, we do know, well, we think so anyway, uh, like four of the international games that have been announced this morning in the NFL, we will give those to you and run down some offensive and defensive. Rookies of the Year. Numbers coming up next.
5: Sports
6: Betting
4: Network. Cha-ching. You've heard that a lot if you've been on board with Scott Steen's free plays of late as he has won his last four freebies for the v Sin listening audience. The uh, results are right here. April 20th, he won with Oakland. Even money over Baltimore. He followed it up April 22nd with a win on Dallas, plus six over Utah. And a win on April 27th with Miami, minus 130 over Washington. Finally, April 29th, it was Memphis, minus 1 over Minnesota. Scott's been dominating the NBA playoffs of late, but he's also uh, connected. And over 61% of his Major League Baseball plays in his career, and today's giving away a Major League Baseball play for free. Just text VSIN to area code 320-350-3500 to get Scott's MLB freebie for today. That's VSIN to 320 350 3500 Do we have the games now today in the NFL?
3: Uh, All but one. Okay. That's right. Uh, We we talked about it earlier when we hit the air. Week 10, Seahawks, Buccaneers in Germany. 6.30 a.m. Pacific kick. The three London games. All, All the early, they're staying with the 6.30 kick too. October 2nd. Thoughts? Minnesota and the Saints. Good game. Very good game on paper. No more than a three-point spread. Okay, October 9th. They didn't listen to me. Giants Packers. Uh, Again, they, they, I, I, uh, can't, I, I can't take it. I, I just get gr- these guys off of national TV games. Gr- Green Enough Bay goes Giants. to
4: London for the first time, and yeah, we got to be stuck Giants. with the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, man. Every you're right. Every year with every year with the Bears. Every year with the Jets. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. It's the NFL. A team yep. could play in Anchorage and get good
3: ratings. <laughs> yep. October 30th, that is uh, week eight, Broncos-Jacksonville.
4: Jacksonville again. Well, yeah. of course, well, that's part could, of their yeah. gig, right? Yeah.
3: we good. And we don't know, mm. the, we haven't announced the Mexico game yet. It's Arizona. Arizona's a home team. But I'm, I'm waiting on that one. So that's four of the five. There
4: you go. Not bad. Which one will have a higher the point bet. spread, Tampa Bay, Seattle, or Denver-Jacksonville? Or Green Bay you, Giants, Green, I, I guess. Yeah, it might
3: be, might be Green Bay.
4: i got to De- see what the Giants look like. Uh, I could see Denver Dable being... taken will over. D- Den- if Jacksonville's really bad again this year, uh, they're not going to be like a three... Are they going to be a three-win team again? Or are they going to win like six games finally? What if Denver's really, really good? Because like, the games we're talking about right now will be posted as games of the year that you can bet on.
0: I mm-hmm.
4: wonder how... Is there any chance Denver's below like seven
3: on a sendout? Is it possible? Yeah, they, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Yes. And then what, what? where are we? So Monday, is it Monday? Monday's the Christmas schedule they announce. The 12th is the entire schedule. Okay, that's right. And that's a uh, great job. I mean, they, they own the calendar, and they make it. They have a three-hour oh. release show on the schedule, and I yep. can't wait. And then Circle have everything ready to go as well.
4: I, I'm bringing that up because I'll never forget last year on the uh – On the games of the year that you could bet here in Las Vegas, um, I I found the Bills. Well, Dave Tooley, actually, who works at VEASAN, did a column on this at VEASAN.com. And he pointed out uh, on the games of the year that the Bills might be a little bit too short in Jacksonville. Like, they they played, I think, in early November. Uh And they were six and a half. I'm like, oh, my God, six and a half is way too low. So I bet that. the The game closed that week, 16 and a half point favorites, and they lost outright. I'm holding six and a half. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Like, maybe the same, we'll see the same yeah. thing overseas. Like, it's not a it's a neutral field game. Broncos might be really good, you know, put up a six on the Broncos and it'll close
3: 13 and they'll lose outright again. You got to give them an edge. They go over a year. They're used to it, you know, and then. Yeah, but if they're bad, the, does the, that matter? Yeah, well, they, they won last year. They, they got it done. Um, But that was. Who'd they play last year? Miami. At the time, well, that was. At the time, well, Oh, yeah, were, at the time, I, right. It was a weird game.
4: All right, uh, rookie of the year numbers that are up at uh, DraftKings. I've been looking for spots here in town. Uh, William Hill, I think, is the only spot that I found, but they don't have that many guys up right now. I, I have zero bets, and I'm specifically looking for some long shots, and I don't see them on the board available here in Las Vegas. But um, Kenny Pickett, is now uh, he has now moved to the favorite at DraftKings at 5-1. to one. Drake London was released the, the shortest shot on the board. He was 5-1. to one. That honor now belongs to Pickett. Burks in Tennessee, plus 750. Look, I mean, they drafted him after they got rid of A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Why would Burks not be a big part of their offense? Big physical specimen like that? What
3: is going on with Tannehill? I was in therapy because of the playoff game and the three interceptions? And haunts wow. <sighs>
4: Another quarterback coming out saying that he's not going to mentor. Uh, it's not well, his job a, to yeah, mentor Willis. Right. Yeah, We've had uh, you know, a long list of guys say this now over the years. Barb did it to Rodgers. I think, did Rodgers do it to a guy behind him? Um, other players have said it over the last, like, five or ten years, and now Tannehill. He's like, nah, it's, it's not my gig. I'm not here to mentor him. It's always strange to me. Like, he's your teammate. You don't want to, like, right? yes. uh, why? Huh? Yeah. you yeah. don't want him to get
3: better? It's up to you. It, you determine when the guy's going to play. You can keep him on the bench. So, I don't know why you're pissy about it. Yeah. You're right. I, I always thought that was strange. You know, I get... get there should be camaraderie there. I mean, you're spending so much time together. I mean, you shouldn't be threatened by it. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, he's seeing a shrink because he was so bad in a playoff loss to the Bengals. My God, mm-hmm. I respect the honesty, but I, I was shocked by those comments. Let's hear from uh, Ryan Tannehill. Here is the
4: uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback
5: in a quarterback room in the same room. You know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but, um, you know, if he learns, learns from me along the way, then, um, then that's a great thing.
4: I I, I was kind of hoping Burks would be higher than plus 750. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, he's going to go over and he's going to get those targets, and you can't count on Julio Jones is, at this point. A.J. Brown was the number one target on that team.
3: Julio's gone.
4: Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, they can't even. How about Alave, though? Alave would make some sense. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, we, you can run down the players that are going to be playing with good quarterbacks. Sky Moore 10-1. to 1. Christian Watson's 8-1. Mm-hmm. to 1. Watson kind of the same de- deal in Green Bay as Burks in uh, Tennessee. Why can Watson not go to Green Bay and be the number one receiver? Oh, no, I could see that. As a yes.
3: Or at least, yeah, big enough or good enough numbers, yes.
4: And, and we've seen this from several yeah. rookies in the, the last, you know, few years where they take over right out of the gates. And they're just awesome. And they put up great numbers. Jefferson. Uh, Chase, others come to mind. So maybe a guy like yeah. Watson, more Olave could do it. Wilson's ten to one. He's I don't want to bet him. Not with Zach Wilson as a quarterback,
3: he. Uh, you also wonder about can Rodgers and Watson. How long will it take for them to uh, have a rapport? Yeah, and, and Rodgers just it's a big trust issues too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it in the playoff loss. He's, he's looking at guys who are wide open. Now let me force it to Adams. Yeah. That so. has been a problem for him over the years. Also, uh,
4: tight ends for Aaron Rodgers. If you go back and look at the long list of tight ends that Rodgers had played with, not I know Tunyon had a ton of touchdowns a couple years ago, but other tight ends have never really put up great numbers with Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't really focus on them. It's all, like, it's all about the number one receiver. Jordy Nelson put up great years. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, obviously. James Jones had like a 14-touchdown season with him. Greg Jennings when he was young. Uh, Malik Willis 16, Desmond Ritter 14, Matt Carell, 18, Sam Howell 25 to one. Oh God! For other quarterbacks? No,
3: thank you. Now those are not long enough know. numbers for me. Right, correct on all of them. I don't want any part of that.
4: James Cook in Buffalo is 15 to one. Singletary came on like gangbusters last last year.
3: Yeah, but they don't. That's the thing. I'm a little. Dayball's eh. gone now, but they they didn't really run the ball. I mean, it was just okay. Alan, do your thing. Throw, throw, throw. Mm-hmm. I can't get there. How about Pickens with the Steelers at 40-1? to Yes, maybe. Or Walker, because he got unfrozen caveman lawyer as their coach. How about that draft pick? Penny Penny looked
4: awesome last year down the stretch. Now, let's take him in the second round. A typical Seahawks move, I think, there. Carroll's
3: got pictures of somebody. It it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you would have told me...
4: Oh, come on. If you would have told me six, seven years ago, Mitch, here's a bet, even money, and somebody said Pete Carroll's going to outlast Russell Wilson in Seattle, I would have said, here, how much money do you want to bet
3: on that? Yep. I mentioned it uh, a couple months ago, but it's worth repeating. When Richard Sherman, right when he was, he was uh, let, they moved on from Seattle. When he was let go and moved on from Seattle, Sherman said the message was stale. Yes. It was the same thing over think and over. how long ago that yes, is. Yes! Right. And that guy's still there. It's still the same rah-rah, same stupid speeches. Even Brian Billick said it. He goes, ah, time for a new voice. I, uh-huh. I had nothing. It was the same stuff. I, could, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. Okay, fine. But it's like... You can't come up and give them the same BS and the same garbage every no, single time. No. But the pep, I've heard this 10 times.
4: Now, Micah Parsons turned into the runaway winner last year for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Aiden Hutchinson is plus 450 at DraftKings. Kayvon Thibodeau is 5-1. Trayvon Walker is 6, and then the list goes down below there. Stingley is 10-1 to one with Houston. Dean is as low as 12-1. to one, Wow. Taken in the 80s by Philadelphia. Mm. Do we know he's going to play for sure? Yeah. Sauce Gardner is 10. Drake Jackson, 30 to 1. Good pick. And Jordan Davis, 14 to 1 for Philly. Could an interior lineman like that win Defensive Player of the Year if he doesn't have a lot of sacks? I don't know. I don't know if voters will recognize that or not. We will get into the NBA playoffs uh, coming up next. The two games that we have on the board. And adjusted series prices. Anything stick out to VSIN's very own Jonathan Von Tobel, NBA betting analyst. He will join us and go over the card coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Esports Betting Network.
5: the Sports Betting Network.
3: Want more NBA insight? Check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Jonathan Von Tobel coming up in 20 seconds. He looks at all the angles for the game to determine what he likes, the situation, the aspect of the matchup, A ton of great opportunities betting on the NBA with the playoffs and the props. Hardwood Handicappers podcast is free and available now at vsan.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, catch up on every VEASAN show as well.
4: Here we go. JVT does join the program early here on a Wednesday. Hey, pal, how are you?
6: I'm good, guys. I'm good. Bright and early, you know what I mean, before the uh, the kids wake up. So this is like my serene time, you know what I mean? I don't have to deal with anything.
4: How often do you change diapers compared to your wife?
6: Oh, it's pretty split. I, I, I like you know. I'm a, I'm a husband of 2022. Okay, so you know this is an even split thing. There's a there are gender roles here at play that uh, we were both equal. This is a fight that we were both in together. Man. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
4: Um. Okay. <laughs> so so far, before we get into the card that you had that we have tonight, how have the playoffs treated you over the last you know whatever three weeks or how long we've had it?
6: it's been okay. been okay. I'm up a little bit here. yeah, uh, you know, for me right now at this point, you know we were talking about this off the air is this kind of gets a little bit tighter. I've got some futures that I'm sitting back on and I might get a little bit more passive on a day to day basis because I've got I think some pretty good positions on some of these teams as we move forward. but no, it's been relatively solid. I think one of the angles I've been trying to and I've been harping on this with Matt. Um, These these road teams, you know, if you you look at the way that the the odds and the odds makers have been handling home court, they've been factoring in at about three points, uh, but it has not been worth that much so far in the postseason. It's only been worth about a point when you're talking about home court advantage. And you've seen at this point right now, 26 and 21 going into yesterday against the spread the home teams were, uh, if you look at it from the standpoint of winning those games. Um, they um, uh, road teams have not been winning those games but home teams are only winning about 55% rate so it's been a little overvalued home court so I've been kind of working that angle a little bit it's been profitable up to this point but we're starting to see it even out so it's been solid up to this point.
4: Yeah we saw it even out maybe a little bit last night obviously with yep. both home teams getting there uh, by not only winning outright but also by covering those two games you have the Celtics 66-1 to to win the whole thing that's a great number man uh, have you done anything
6: with that yet? Did you get involved in this series against the Bucs? No, I didn't you know even after game 1 you kind of sit back and you think that yeah you know, it's it's one game you want to see everything shakes out now I did say well say I got a little nervous I was talking about this with humans on the edge where after that game, it's not so much the result; it's the report that Smart dislocates its shoulder. It's Robert Williams getting a little banged up in that game. Jalen uh, Brown looking a little tentative with the hamstring and turning it over eight times in the first matchup. So uh, glad to see things even out. They had a really good shooting night yesterday. So it's one-one. You go on the road see if you can steal home court back. But I haven't done anything yet. I want to sit back and see what happens with this because you know there's I've got like four no I got yeah I've got four pretty good futures where I'm at here in this uh, the semifinals. Uh, but the one that I don't have anything on is Milwaukee, of course. So if they lose, then I'm in a, a tough spot there going into the Eastern Conference Finals.
3: I don't think anything changes. It comes down to how does Boston shoot it from three. Uh, and they, they've mm-hmm. attempted 93 threes in the first two games. You were on this going back in the bubble. And why you like the heat in that series against Milwaukee, because of what they give up from three. And, yep. and I think and, and much better job by Brown and Tatum. But if they knock down those shots, and they should, I think they're going to win the series because Milwaukee yep. gives it up.
6: That, Paul, and I think we're back to kind of what where we were about a year and a half ago, which is if Chris Middleton's not going to play... This is about how Drew Holiday shows up in these games offensively. You know, you can't have him going one to six from three point range. You you need something from him. He was really aggressive in game one. He was hitting some pretty good shots that allowed them to win that game. But you, you need more from him. If he's going to be like the strong number two and Grayson Allen and others are going to be the periphery number threes, it, it's all really about how Drew Holiday operates on the offensive end of the floor, too, for Milwaukee, right? If if he's not going to perform very well on the offensive end of the floor, then Boston's an even better position. But you're right. When you make 17 more three pointers, then you're opponent and you're getting those shots because of the way that Milwaukee's playing defensively, you're going to have a pretty good edge there. But what's weird is Boston's kind of been this average shooting team throughout the year. They've been really good offensively. They're not like littered with 37, 40% three-point shooters. So if they can hit those open shots that they're getting, it's going to make a massive difference.
4: Let's follow the money here on v the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tobel, our guest host of The Edge weekdays at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific right here on v Are you going to go, are you going to back up the 76ers tonight with your own money, catching eight. You can find eight and a half out there as well. Lost straight up ATS in game one. And it's, you know, Doc Hart, uh, Doc Rivers told us before the series, it's going to have to be an offense driven by James Harden. This is, not the, this is not the old James Harden we're talking about, though, JVT.
6: No, it's uh, not. By the way, though, to give him, I guess, some credit, uh, he was the only 76er to hit multiple three-point attempts in that game in game one. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. You know, we're making this so much about Harden, and to an extent it is, But according to ESPN Stats and Info, the 76ers 0-10 on three-point shots off of passes from James Harden. You got to hit those shots, right? You have to be better in that regard because he is a pretty good facilitator. And if you're not going to hit those open three-point shots, then you're going to have a problem. Uh, If you look at DeAndre Jordan and the minutes that he plays, like Doc Rivers, I think he had the quote the other day, which was, the guy's like DeAndre Jordan. We're going to play him. We're going to start him whether you like it or not. Well, that's to their own detriment. If you look at it, when he was on the floor, they were outscored by 22 points, in the 17 minutes that he played. That's an incredible number. Defensive rating of 159 when he was out there on the court in that first game against oh. the Miami Heat. Like that's, that's terrible. It's, it's atrocious. And your eyes even tell you that as well. There's so many possessions where he's just out in space, not really guarding anything. And there's easy buckets to be had there for Miami. So... If we see cut down on the minutes here, if we see better shooting, which you would assume is going to regress here, they shot what 16% in game one. I don't think that's going to happen when you have a roster that's got two 40% shooters and two other guys that shoot above 37% from three. I think there's definitely a case where you're looking at this and going, Philly can at least stay within a number that seems to be pretty inflated at this point right now. When you're talking about eight and a half, the opener of nine, which I thought was pretty nutty. And when you're talking about the adjustment from game one and on the Miami side of things, guys, the one thing that you saw in game one that wasn't really positive for them Offensive rating in the half court of below uh, 90, I think it was like 84.5, somewhere in that range. They looked a little lost in those settings without Kyle Lowry running the offense, and he's not going to play here today. So I think that's something else that works in the 76ers' favor is that that heat half court offense has not been very good throughout the regular season. It looked even worse without Lowry. So you get a little regression mm-hmm. from a shooting standpoint, and you can get within that number.
3: What you think of game one, what the Suns did to the Mavs, and the game plan <laughs> of let Luka go on? His prop is 33-and-a-half let luka go off and we'll take away the supporting cast.
6: That I mean it, it was crazy because actually from an offensive efficiency standpoint the, the Mavericks were still pretty good. Like they, they they were really good from a scoring output, Paul. What was to me the takeaway was are the Dallas Mavericks going to have a lot of trouble defensively against Phoenix cuz they were incredible. Their, their offensive rating in that game was over 126. They were hitting almost every single shot, but they were getting the shots they wanted. What was so interesting about the series is Dallas is an analytically sound team defensively. They cut off the rim. They cut off the three-point line. It's the reason why they were one of the best defensive teams since the start of the calendar year and why Jason Kidd has done such a good job. But Phoenix is an elite mid-range team. You have Chris Paul. You have Devin Booker. They're willing to take those shots and work off of that. And you really saw that come to fruition, I thought, the other day in game one. So I'm really curious to your point. This is about Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson and others performing at a higher level. They're getting shots. Reggie Bullock and others got open looks. They couldn't hit those at times. And they're one missed shot away from covering that number against Phoenix, too. So I think that really the game plan is solid for Phoenix. But you're right. It's about others like Jalen Brunson to score a little bit when you're given the opportunity because there were some missed shots that were left there on the floor for the Dallas Mavericks.
3: About two minutes left. It's been a strange postseason for Memphis. They are even here in the second round. They can't put it together. They can't get everyone on the same page as a group, or more than one or two guys play well or play have a good game. Jackson's always in foul trouble. You get the great performance in game one. You can't win that. You got the issues with Brooks. He's struggling. Bain appears to be hurt, as Mitch said. Now he's issues issues shooting the last couple of games. What is going on with Memphis, and can they put this together against Golden State and win this series?
6: Yeah, it worries you, right? Because Curry and Thompson go thirty-eight of thirty of eighty-three overall in the first two games, and they still earn a split and take home court. And to me, like Morant's been awesome. But every single possession, it's incredible that he scores the last 14 points for them. But that's because nobody else has anything in terms of shot creation. I think that's a problem for them moving forward. And now you're back in San Francisco. Role players tend to perform better. You think you're going to get a better effort from Klay Thompson. But I agree with you. Like I think it's troubling those first two games. You don't beat them when Draymond Green gets ejected. You have everything going for you in game one. In game two, it takes a, like a massive effort from John Morant in that second game down the stretch to win that game and just barely against Golden State. So I think when you look at this, it's about the others operating offensively. Like, they just kind of lack shot creation. I think that's a problem. With John Morant's the only one who can find his shot in half-court settings. You're kind of seeing the uh, the issues that arise from something like that.
4: Okay, so Philly tonight plus 8.5, and and you're thinking about maybe grabbing the Mavericks plus 6.5 here at Circa.
6: Yeah, I think that's a lone shop right now out there in Las Vegas. So, so both the dogs tonight, I think there's a pretty good case for both of them to stay within those numbers. All
4: right, pal. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at me, J, uh, at me, JVT. Weekdays with The Edge at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Thanks, buddy.
6: Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it.
4: Yep. thank you. And the Hardwood Handicappers podcast as well, vison.com slash podcasts. There you go.
3: All right, a lot of futures, a lot of tickets out there. You got Boston. He has Boston. I have Memphis. He has Dallas. I have Dallas. Yep. Maybe not. Maybe could be Chalk City though. It Doesn't work out. But That's it. That's the NBA playoffs, right? I, maybe, nothing- I I'm not. I'm not counting. Uh, Dallas as an upset because once Luca came back, and then you see how uh, Utah had issues going into that series. Uh huh. So you just you, you, chalk usually prevails here in the NBA playoffs.
4: I have, series yeah, prices.
3: Yeah, I have nothing on Golden State. I have nothing on
4: Phoenix, other than some NBA Finals MVP bets on those teams. Nothing on the Bucks. No, nope. have the Celtics 18 to 1 to win these. That's pretty much it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to touch that ticket until. I mean, if the Celtics lose, they lose, and I, I go down with them. I might do something with it if they advance and they get. It would be heater Six. I don't know yet, though.
3: What if Smart doesn't play in Game Three? They win again, and Milwaukee struggles on offense. Of course, right. I mean, you gonna you're gonna laugh again. I will laugh this. again. I mean, you're pissed off. I yeah. don't blame you. 89 points. The media got duped by this (laughs) for
4: Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, We'll continue with the NBA and other playoff action coming up next.
5: On Vset, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C., subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcasts. Good action last night in the NHL. Good action. Triple overtime thriller with the Rangers and Penguins. Controversy, goaltender interference, yep. an injury, uh, second most saves all time. Igor has seventy nine saves. They blow a two goal lead. Penguins come back and win. Ranges a dollar forty. As a, as a guy two. that
4: played at a very high level in goal, Paul oh, sure. right years ago in the state of Minnesota. How do you think that takes it out of a guy? Like how much how much life does that take out of him? Because they got to turn right around now sure. after that six hour game and he faced eighty three shots. And It was a tough match. I mean, the the Pittsburgh Penguins expected goals last night. It was seven plus, so they lost the game. Now he's got to turn right around. I mean, out of the whole team, what do you think it takes out of them? Both sides. Yeah, and the,
3: and then you have the third string goalie angle with Pittsburgh now. Uh, what, what that that means for Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, but that was uh, that's a tough one for the Rangers. What would you but think? But again, about the, the five on five, you get the uh, power play goal and the shorthanded goal. But you give it up and uh, and give it away. I thought I thought that was not interference. I mean, what's uh, I, I I can't. Were you asking the guy to do there? He's making a play on the putt. That's what I thought too. Trying to make a
4: move, right? Uh, so Jeff Davis, who does the NHL numbers here at Circa, he's been a little anti-Rangers all year long because of the five-on-five. Five. Oh, they are horrendous. Yes, yeah, I did see him tweet last night that he's going to bet the Penguins every game in the series. Really? That's what he said. On Twitter. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well. And oh, by the that, way, I did hear like of the um. Stuff I was doing before the game—watching, listening, reading—like so many people made the case for the Penguins
3: to win the series outright. It did not go well for them regular season, head to head. But do with that what you will. Uh, but then you could point to that with Carolina, Boston, twenty-one to two—they've outscored them in the four games. There will not be a goaltending change tonight. Olmark will go will start for Boston. Carolina's only a dollar and a half the total. I like. I, I bet Boston, Carolina first period under. I took the, leaf, the lightning on principle. This would have been ridiculous here. 14, 15 in a row playoffs off a loss. Uh-huh. And Vasilevsky's numbers. Totals down to six. How about the Wild? $1. thirty, Total of six against the Blues. I'm back with flurry. See what Eddie O thinks. Do you, do you want a little piece of Wild plus 160 to win the series?
4: Are you entertained by that idea at all? Or no?
3: Blue swept them. Yeah. They're a good team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and shut them out in Game One, right? Oilers $1. 80, six and a dollar No, thank you. Here we go. No, thank you. No,
4: thank you. Oh man, here we go. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I just I
3: can't sure. do it. Last well, seven in a row. what is it? Seven in a row. They yeah. were favorites in all seven games here, and yep. going back in this playoff run.
4: That's another one though. If you want to bet the Oilers, would you take a peek at the series price instead now?
3: Yeah, it's a dollar ten
4: after losing. Okay. But but how much faith do you have in this yeah. team if they win tonight? Then they have to go to LA for a couple. How much faith faith do you have yeah. in them at that point? Probably not a lot.
3: Well, it's like no. Bernstein said that though. They're, they're not uh, Kings are not a good home team. No, yeah, right. Yeah. Colorado is three sixty in game two. They're a dollar forty on the puck line. <laughs> they closed.
4: I can't imagine that. I mean, the, the public is going to be cutting in line to bet the Avalanche on the puck line in parlays tomorrow night. Yeah, they're they're going to tie everything. that into everything. Yep. Yes,
3: they closed as a six fifty series favorite. It's the largest since 2009. Detroit, the same price against Columbus.
4: Remember last year, the oh. Golden Knights in the final four, they're laying 525 at some spots here in town.
3: Against Montreal, yeah.
4: That, that was the highest at that point of the playoffs in like, what was it, 30 years, I believe? Then
3: they won game one. Yeah. And then did they lose four in a row?
4: No, I think it was. Uh, or lost I in think six? It may have I been think lost okay, in six, yeah. I think so, yeah.
3: But They, they, they won game one. So think I what the know. price was and they got beat. But that was that doesn't happen. Uh, five nothing the first period of a playoff game, mm-hmm. uh, and what they did taking them out, and then and then Florida. All right, they're so good. Teams were o thirty nine and one against Florida, on the road, when trailing after two two periods. And of course, it's two one Florida, and they blow it in the third period. Will we get another <laughs> overtime game
4: tonight? We've only had one so far out of eight. So for people, me included. Betting the overtime yeah, angle know. on all these games, you're losing money so far. Do we get a couple tonight? The one that cashed last night was plus 340. 3, uh, 3, I'm sorry, 320.
3: Right. I think the Oilers game is 380. I think we can get, to, we can get two tonight. I think you get two. The
4: Avalanche game was 4-1 to one to go to overtime. Are we going to get one overtime game in that series? Or is it just a complete bloodbath?
3: Should be a bloodbath.
4: It's four-game series, over with early. Every game is 5-1, 7-2. Could have scored 10 if they wanted to.
3: I mean, it, I, it's, I, it's I, I seven
4: could not, to two late. There's still it's chance after chance after chance. My eyeballs oh. watching the TV, then going back to my phone for the in-play wagering, couldn't even keep up. And they were tw- Nashville was twelve to one to win the game when it was three nothing, and I'm going and I'm like, wait a second, what happened? It's off the board. Oh, there's another goal. It's four nothing. <laughs> right. Now what is it? Sixteen uh, to yeah, one. Yeah. And then they uh-huh. scored another one. It was taken off the board. Uh huh. And you had to lay I think six and a half goals at that point with
3: uh, Colorado. Yep. What did you think of Calgary's performance? Markstrom was great, but that was yeah. a that was a one right away, and that was it. Third period was uh that that ner- nervy, squeaky bum time. He bailed them out. Uh-huh. He was great in the third period. How many? Third- that was a fun game to watch, but I, I expected more out of Calgary. Have you been tracking the third
4: period overs or for the in play purposes? Yeah, uh, not a lot happening. No, no.
3: so it's more play. Start. It's
4: more playoff hockey than regular season hockey th- I, in that regard.
3: I bet in play under three and a half in that Calgary game, and I think that's uh, that was the way to go. You just see nothing's going to happen in that game. Uh, obviously, so that stays under. Capitals get there by themselves. The Colorado went over; mm-hmm. it was a disaster week uh, first game. So it's uh, two and two. It was one and three to start the first day on Monday, and those are uh, I got buried on Monday because that you're laying significant juice. Oh yeah, couldn't get. I thought for sure I'd get the St. Louis Minnesota. Didn't get that. Yep. The only game that happened was Boston and Carolina. So Boston, thought, yeah. Boston Carolina first period under. No opinion on the side, although Carolina's owned them this year. Tampa, the, even the series at one. Let and me I, see what you are. Uh, right. You can't. I can't get there with Edmonton. I can't do it. And I don't know what to do with the with the Blues Wild game either. That one's tough. But you know, I like this first goal in the first five and goal in the first ten in all these games too.
4: The best p- uh, price that I'm seeing right now on Tampa is right around plus 120. I don't think you can do much better than that. But I think 120 is worth a stab tonight. Oh, they'll
3: be ready to go. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to tell you on that one as well. They'll be ready to go. And bet them in that game. Toronto took it to him. The Vasilevsky gave up the soft one. Shut out. Couldn't believe it. Yep. What happened?
4: Yep. Also in the NBA, good bounce backs last night by the Celtics Yes, good. and the Grizzlies. Celtics, I mean, out of the gates. What was it, 18 3? Yeah. 27 12. Um, no Marcus Smart. We found out that news going into the game. Hey, they, they did announce uh, Tyler Hero as a uh, six man of the year last night, so that was a good one. Cash those tickets now. There you go. 15 to 1, so that was good. But the Celtics were terrific, and I think that's going to be the story, right? How are they going to shoot in these games from outside will determine who wins the series. Yep. And last I, night they were great, and everybody except for Horford went over the three-point prop.
3: I think they will win the series. That That is, again, good breakdown by Von Tobel, but that's what Milwaukee does. And I think Boston is going to knock down those threes. Milwaukee's minus three in game three. Mm-hmm. I think Boston's going to win the series. I, do. I I think game one was a fluke. And again, that incredible stat... That the kiss of death has been when you blow somebody out on the, on the road, road. game, when you lose the series.
4: The uh, other one, I don't think the Bucks right. are going to look like that though out right. of the gates in Game Three. And
3: I'm going against everyone. I'm, I'm going down with the ship. I I, I think Memphis is going to do this. I, at some point, they, ha- they haven't played well at all, and they're they're in the second round. They're tied at one. So someone has to help out Ja. And he he said it though. He stunk in the first round against Minnesota. He did. But some you mentioned Bain's banged up, but between Brooks, Bane. Jackson foul trouble every, I mean, somebody help these guys out. Someone where at least three guys have a solid game and and all go off and, and can steal a game in San Francisco and, and maybe win this series. Ja had
4: 47, eight and eight. Let's hear from him on his performance after the game last night.
6: Definitely up there. Um, I felt like, you know, this was kind of a must win game for us. And, you know, for me, um, I was frustrated with myself with, you know, missing that layup in game one, um, Had some, you know, friendly words with Steph. Uh, You know, after game one, he came to me and Jaron and said, it's going to be a battle. You know, we're going to have some fun. And I was able to, you know, return that message tonight, um, saying the same thing. So um, I always say, you know, this is my favorite matchup, Uh, you know, playing against a guy like him, you know, a great talent. And, um, yeah, just going to be a battle.
3: I don't know if it's uh, the lack of respect. Or because he's so explosive he and get to the basket. They're daring him to shoot. Oh, they're the outside. They're giving him ten feet if they if well, he wants it. If yeah. he's knocking
4: him down, he's unguardable,
3: like he was last night. Yeah,
4: Warriors six and a half in game too three high. going back I, to San I Francisco. Say too high. Don't you? Uh no opinion yet. We'll discuss today's major league baseball slate coming up next. Some team totals to look at maybe today, a few teams mash lefties. And wouldn't you know it, they're facing one today. Some of these numbers are very solid against lefties. We'll give them to you coming up next year on Follow the Money.
1: Carl.
0: Ever since he was a little boy, Carl dreamed of being baseball's greatest outfielder. There was only one problem. (laughs) Carl, you can play to win with betrivers.com, featuring award-winning customer service in the winning customer service, in the winning customer service, in the winning customer service.
1: if you dare.
0: work.